The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everyone. The Packers are mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. Thank you for listening to another edition of Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon, along with Gage and Adam, for another edition. Um, the Packers fell to the Chicago Bears uh, at Soldier Field today. Um, another sorry performance from the offense. Defense played okay. Uh, final score, 24-17. Another off day for Rodgers, much of uh, what we've seen all season, him throwing behind receivers, uh, not much of a running game. Aaron Jones, of course, got hurt in the first quarter. Um, The defense actually played okay, uh, but it's just, it's in a nutshell, it kind of summed up this season the team just not being able to put forth uh, a full effort in all four quarters. And at least now we know we don't have much else to play for, but maybe get a better draft pick, but that's about it. Uh, no postseason uh, for the 2018 Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I think you said it best right there that at least like we know what's going on now. You know, the season's done, can kind of start planning towards next year. And uh, in a season like this, I think that's the biggest part. You know, you kind of just got to wipe wipe the slate clean and just start from scratch and start addressing what needs to happen during the offseason. So kind of a boost uh, uh, kind of over the other teams right now, some of them. So I think it's just good to know where the Packers stand. Yeah, uh, I know for sure. Um, it's just it's kind of crazy to think this is the first time they've missed back-to-back playoffs since 05 and 06, which was the – Last year of Sherman, first year of McCarthy. Um, the uh, just it's it's just crazy to think about like how far like the team has fallen. Now I don't think that they're just as far gone as a lot of people think. Like there's a I know there's a lot of people that are like this team can't win anything. It's gonna take four years to be competitive again. And I I don't think that that's how it is at all. But this I think today was a game that just further typified like the struggles of this team and how like a makeover slash culture shift is just needed. Agreed. And I I agree with you there that I don't think it it should take four years whatsoever. I think they could find the playoffs next year again, if they get the right pieces and free agency in the draft, if if they get the right head coach and they hit on all their uh, incoming players, you know, they could be right back in the top of the mix next year, but it's just about getting the, getting the players right. And finding the right coach. The, the common take right now is that 
former GM Ted Thompson has just ruined this team and it's almost impossible to get back from it by the way some people are talking is there's no way to recover because the roster is just too far gone which is um you know a little crazy a little dramatic um there are a ton of young pieces they can build on and there's a ton of good players that came in through Ted Thompson I think everyone's looking for someone to pin the blame on um but let's not act like this is uh just a total rebuild under Gutekunst um, I definitely don't think it is. Uh, you're completely right. Now, is there some? Is there a lot of blame to put on Thompson for mm-hmm. whiffing on picks or not going and being aggressive enough in free agency? Of course, there's there's any time that there's a team that struggles, there's always blame to be put on different people. But it it you can't put it all on Thompson. He isn't the reason that various like Eddie Lacy couldn't keep his weight down or. He isn't the reason Jason Spriggs didn't develop or blah, blah, blah. There's just – there's blame that's put there. There's blame that's put other places. There's blame on the coaching staff for not helping – like not developing the players properly or not playing them in their best positions or whatever. And then at the end of the day, it's also just the players aren't executing. And this is the perfect offseason for Gutekunst to – like, I mean, like you said, it's not a total rebuild. Um. Adam just cut out, so I'll go ahead and uh, just kind of fill in. Uh, what he was probably going to say is, this isn't a total rebuild. I'm actually I'm actually working on a piece right now, kind of talking about that. Gudikins has a lot of mo- has a decent amount of money to spend. Bad year. Um, he's got a decent amount of money to spend. He's got uh, he's got a good roster core in place with uh, good players at key positions, such as Alexander at corner. You got Bakhtiari at left tackle. Obviously, Rogers at quarterback. Adams at receiver, etc. You got all those pieces in place. That it's now his opportunity to go get his coach and get the players, and then work with that coach to get the team that they want. Not not work on building their not work on building another coach's team but building their team and their image adam you cut out a little bit so i went ahead and kind of filled in for what i thought you were going to go with and i was also going to add um that i think this is a pivotal off season for gutekunz i mean him in particular he can I mean, this is a great chance for him he can kind of let it fly so to speak he can bring in the guys he wants um, he can really just take hold of this roster and, and mold, mold it into what he wants it to be. Um, and we could very well see a, a, a huge turnover this offseason um, with some key players, maybe along the offensive line, uh, certainly um, in the defense, particularly in the secondary. Um, Kentrell Bryce struggled today. Um, Tremont Williams is, is, has really slowed up. Uh, you know, significantly. Um, and I, I just think this team in general just lacks playmakers. I mean, even on offense, God, man, it, it, we're, we're still real, so reliant on Rodgers, and it's so evident this team, you know, just goes with how Rodgers goes. And when he isn't, you know, firing on all cylinders like he has for most of the year, it just doesn't work. I mean, it, there's too much pressure on it for him to win every game for this franchise and he needs more help completely agree one thing that um i think didn't get enough notes like or didn't get noticed enough today uh was 
uh, Jamal Williams averaged just under five yards a carry today, which is pretty crazy to think about against the one of the best run defenses in the NFL. When every when I saw Aaron Jones go down, I was like, "Oh, this isn't going to end well." But uh, but then he went out and he played well. He had some good runs. Yeah, he's not as electric or as can't make players miss as easily as Jones does, but he still played really well. And they didn't give him the ball. He only had 12 carries. I was like, "What?" The, I was like, "This is just this offense just doesn't like to use their running backs accordingly," which is just unfortunate. Right, definitely. When when Jones went down, it was kind of the the wind falling out of the sails a little bit. They because he wasn't, you know, a part of that first meeting with the Bears, so you thought he was going to be uh, a new wrinkle that might catch their defense a little off guard. But I mean, the Bears defense was dominating again. I mean, my God, their front seven is probably the best in football. I mean, Jason Spriggs just got abused for most of the day and I, I it's really it's really difficult to make sense of that draft pick now I mean he hasn't really progressed in his three seasons and I, I can't believe he was a, a second round pick and nonetheless Ted Thompson traded up to get him but now let me now before we go bash to Jason Spriggs and don't get me wrong I obviously I do a studs and duds piece for those that don't know I do it every single week mm-hmm. he made the duds list of course because his performance deserved it but I actually I went to IU at the same time Jason Spriggs did I got to see him play a lot um, I him and uh, I got to, so I got to see him like when he was in college and yeah college isn't always a direct indicator but he was one of he he was an amazing player in college in the Big Ten. He I saw him have several great games mm-hmm. against dominant fronts such as Ohio State, um, Michigan, Michigan State. He had great games against them. Now, did Thompson whiff when he traded up? Yeah, but whiffs are going to happen. I think if he say Jason Spriggs play, has the exact same college career, but he gets drafted in the fourth round, and it's a whiff. Or he or Thompson drafts him in the second round, but doesn't trade up for him. Is it viewed as bad? Like, is he? Is it like, wow, this guy drafted a second rounder and missed? No, it's wow, he traded up and then he still missed. So it's so I, I completely get it. Um, Spriggs has had a rough go of it. I would be very surprised to see him in a Packer uniform next year. Um, but I could, I mean, then again, this I'm never surprised when this Packers front office does things so yeah very true and i i think the 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 sprigs pick you know was exciting at the time wow they get a swingman tackle who's super athletic i mean he was like probably the most athletic offensive lineman in that draft i'm gonna have to go back and look but i know he was one of the top um prospects in terms of athleticism but man, he is just—he has not been strong enough to hold up on in, at the NFL level. I mean, he—he he gets bullied. Um, and Adam, are you there? Did you want to comment on Spriggs or? Oh, Adam's probably still having technical difficulties, so we'll just move no problem, on. No Spriggs. problem. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He's too small to—he's too small to play guard, and he's not strong enough to play tackle, and. I think that he can be nothing more than he can't even be a stopgap. He's nothing more than a depth piece at this point. Um, so that's so that's what it is for me. Um, but yeah, moving on from him, 
that like and just to like commend that Bears front. Like I'm, I've never been a Bears fan. Um, I've watched them a lot more this season, and just their play shows. Like they had a lot of instances where I was like, "This is what the Packers need to work on." Like they, the this is something I commented on a couple times uh, during the game on Twitter, as well as in my pregame uh, matchups to watch piece about gap integrity. Uh, I can't count how many times they over pursued on Trubisky, and Trubisky ended up getting positive yards out of it. He had three carries for 16 yards, which you're like, oh, that's not a lot. But all three of those carries, I'm pretty sure either result and probably one of those was a kneel down but all three of those were or two of those were escaping for first downs because they over pursued and gave him room to run you mm-hmm. if you're going if you're going to over pursue like that or like if you're going to pursue like that you have to keep your gap integrity which the bears did great like mac and floyd would bracket around rogers to keep him from going and then just the the middle would gradually push back into rogers lap Mm-hmm. Which that's what you that's what you got to do against mobile quarterbacks, and it's plagued the Packers for years on years. It's 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 something that I don't know if it's a Green Bay thing or what, because it seemed like a problem under Capers whenever they got roasted by Kaepernick, and they've gotten torched by mobile quarterbacks all year on that when they over pursue up the field and they leave giant lanes for the quarterback to escape, and then they and then they give up a first down. Coverage can only hold up for so long. Yeah, I mean, the, the tackling in general has been an issue for this franchise. I mean, and this team, you know, is not a very good tackling team. Um, but I'm glad you brought up the kind of the Trubisky's ability to expose this defense and, and how he was able to escape the pocket, even though, I mean, all the credit to Mike Pettin, he he's doing, you know, extraordinary things with what he has to work with. I mean, his defense is working it's just the execution is just off. He doesn't have, he doesn't have the skill set to match what he's trying to do. We saw Eddie Pleasant over pursue on that one pivotal down that I believe led to a scoring drive for the Bears. Um, it then, just yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. Um, it, it's it's just it's it's frustrating to watch because I mean yeah injuries are part of it, but then you look at like the Bears who they built this team by. One, hitting on their draft picks, and two, at sprinkling in the proper free agents. Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, draft pick. Danny Trevathan, free agent. Make up one of the best interior like linebackers in the like duos in the NFL. They're right now. They're athletic. They can play sideline to sideline. Khalil mm-hmm. Mack is able to do something that is really rare among pass rushers where I don't know if you would watch. He would sometimes line up in front of the slot receiver. Yeah, when he's pass That's rushing he got and that just big sack from he got the huge and just sack. bull rush. And he just bull rushed through his court through the quarterback because or through the tackle because he's so fast. He can make up that ground that he's losing by starting out so far, and then he just gets so much power going that there's not a lot the tackle can do, and it's. Like the Packers obviously made an offer to the to the Raiders. Everyone knows it. It's well publicized. But the Bears made a better one. There's nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm. They chose the Bears' offer, and now maybe they're wishing that they had taken the Packers' offer. But you, I mean, you're like, you're like, this is the kind of stuff that they need to do. Is like be aggressive, add those pieces, like build your build your proper pieces in place. But then 
add like spend the money when you have to to finish it off yeah let's just yeah let's just end the conversation we realized they should have got mac yeah 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 sucks they didn't but you're right let's just let it go i mean my goodness um we're gonna we're gonna have to worry about him he's gonna be a factor in this division for years to come um you know the packers have to have to worry about their own edge rushers now because um again this is going to be a pivotal offseason to address their pass rush uh maybe we'll see muhammad wilkerson uh return may probably on a similar deal to what he signed last year i think it was one year what four million one year five, five million is what it five was. million Yep. Um, yeah, probably something similar to that. Maybe Nick Perry will be able to get healthy and they'll keep him along. Uh, maybe maybe Clay will come back um, on a very uh, team-friendly deal, hometown discount, hopefully. Uh, and then there's always free agency, free agency and the draft. Um, certainly through the draft, I hope they add a, a, just some element to the pass rush in the first three picks. Uh, they should have three picks in the top 45 so um yeah i believe earlier today it was i believe earlier today i saw it was like the 42nd was the lowest pick i think is what i saw today um i'd have to double check that but i'm pretty sure that's what it was yeah so i mean there's just going to be a ton of opportunity to to make something happen to to make this you know a quick turnaround for this team uh yeah, let's get back into the offense. Rodgers, gosh, man, I mean, he has just been really frustrating to watch. Misses that deep ball, the MVS. Uh, uh, what did he, he, um, he missed Cobb, too, I believe. Uh, threw behind Jimmy Graham on the touchdown that ended his interception streak. Um, he's just really been off this whole year, and uh, but he still expects to play. He said in his uh post-game press conference he doesn't want to uh you know surrender starring duties for the final two games even though the packers are eliminated uh from the playoffs so i mean all the credit to him for being a competitor um but i mean these last two games are going to be pretty meaningless and even if he plays well uh you know he's gonna have to take a hard look in the mirror this offseason um for sure uh just kind of looking uh, just kind of looking at this week's game. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't know if you saw. I'm sure you saw the news after the game ended about how he was dealing with a groin injury for much mm-hmm. of the second half. That's there's no excuse. Obviously, no excuse for the poor play that he had. But that was something he said he was dealing with, which kind of threw off his throws a little bit. Um, but that that MVS throw to me, and there was that one, and then the. The Hail Mary looked way too similar for my liking because that MBS throw was not like it was 50 yards down the field. That was not mm-hmm. a far throw, but it looked like Rodgers was trying to drop it into a bucket almost. Like like we've seen him do on Hail Marys and other uh, in practice stuff where he drops it into the little basket where he gets he tries to get it so high up and dropping so fast that it doesn't it almost doesn't give the receiver as much time to get there because it's coming down so fast. Whereas if he would loft it out, MBS would have a little bit more time to kind of run under it. Um, I know that doesn't make a ton of sense to everybody, but it made made sense to me because it's weird. It's weird to see. I don't know if he was forcing it. Um, there was, but there was tons of throws where he was just off, and 
I don't know if it's injuries or what the issue is, but he just he doesn't look right. I personally, I want him to play the last two games. Do um, I got. I got into uh, a couple debates on Twitter earlier about it. People were like, well, why do you want him to play other than Pride? And I was like, Pride doesn't have anything to do with it. I think he can build chemistry with these young guys like EQ yeah. and um, and MBS. Like, MBS is really raw. He's a really explosive player, but he's really raw. Not a whole lot of route running there, which is kind of why he's struggled as of late. Um, but I think that he, I wanted to play to build that chemistry and then – just kind of get going into 2019 on a positive note. Absolutely. And, and he doesn't, you know, it's, it, he doesn't get excuses, but let's just keep in mind, Rogers is throwing to guys. He's had one off season to work with guys like EQ and MVS are, are they're They're not on the same page yet. I mean, they've only had a training camp and limited, you know, opportunities this season to try and get on the same page in a game you know, game circumstances. And even on that MVS throw, you know, he, he he's trying to gauge, you know, MVA, MVS's speed. MVS, we know, ran a 4-3 at the combine. Um, it's, a tr- it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough throw. I mean, it's a tough throw for anybody to make. Uh, obviously, we expect Rodgers to be able to make it. Um, but then we saw him make a, a great throw that first drive, trying to get it to EQ, um, who didn't bend that post enough. It would have been a perfect throw, but again, you know, that's just going to take time for them to get on the same page. So that's that, one of the factors as to why this offense has struggled this year is the young receivers and Rodgers struggling to, to um, you know, uh, get on track with what the other is doing. Yeah, and that's one of those little things that I kind of want to ask you about. On that, do you put that more on Rodgers? Like on the EQ play specifically, do you put that more on Rodgers or do you put that on EQ? Because I mean, obviously, you can bend it either way. You can say, well, if Rodgers just puts it up where EQ is running, he's because he's open. EQ has that. All Rodgers has to do is put that ball towards the back of the end zone because EQ is staying away from the safety, mm-hmm. and all he's got to do is put that towards the back of the end zone, and it's a catch, versus EQ, it, that was a, like where Rodgers threw it, was a spot where only EQ is going to get it unless the defender made a great play on it. I personally put it more on the lack of chemistry that they've been able to build. And I put some of that on Rodgers just because is that because I mean, they I've heard from a lot of people talk around the organization, like on podcasts and stuff saying that EQ put has put in a lot of work. So is that Rodgers just not being able to put in the work with him to like say, okay, here, look, this is how I want you to do just it's week Cause it's week 15. You got to think that they got that little wrinkle ironed out of just, a yard inside and that's a touchdown and then that's a tie ball game right yeah you would think i mean you would think that it would be hashed out by week 15 uh and, and even eq is kind of you know overtaken mvs's spot on the depth chart he's getting more snaps he's getting more opportunities um but that yeah maybe that play in particular was kind of a 50 50 as far as how the the blame is going to be divvied out I think EQ needs to get his head turned quicker to recognize the ball is coming more inside. Maybe Rodgers could have led him more up the seam. Uh, but I think he's going to try and keep that ball away from the corner that's, that's that's on his tail as much as possible. So that's why he, he threw it into – I mean, the window was huge. The safety wasn't even going to be a factor if, if, if he had just, you know – Bent, even, even if he bends that a little more, I don't think the safety would have been making a play on the ball. Completely fair. Just wanted to get your opinion on it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the for, it's going to take time for these young receivers and Rodgers to get on the same page. Um, it's it it's going to take a lot of work this off season, um, just getting to know each other's tendencies, um, watching the film. Um, and again, what do you think about Jimmy Graham? Do you find uh, do you think he'll be back next year? Or would you like to see them kind of rebuild at that tight end position? Um, I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, let's get rid of Jimmy Graham. But I think that he can be better than he was this year. Um, he does look a little slow. So I think he's not is I don't think he's the tight end or I don't think he's the field stretcher that they really need. He looks he just doesn't look as athletic he looks really stiff out there every single game like it's it's weird to watch because he used to be so smooth and athletic and now he just looks really stiff in everything that he does and um i i really like i like robert tanyan a lot um younger guy at he he's looked really athletic for his size like he's a little bigger but he um looks really athletic uh, and I wouldn't mind seeing like those two as like the top two. I think Graham can still be a great red zone threat, um, but I think just there's a lack of chemistry there. And I mean, he's got two years left on his deal, so it'd be kind of tough for the team to just cut him now. If they want it, now, if he was willing to restructure them, they should definitely be all about that. But I think that he might be like, you know what, I'm still worth a little bit more money. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Graham. Needs to take a, another hard look in the mirror. Um, he's not the same route runner he once was. He used to be really smooth. I mean, he he was he almost ran routes like a receiver. I mean, he's obviously six six, two hundred fifty pounds, so it's a little it looks a little different. But man, he could really create separation. I mean, you remember a few years ago when he like when the, his whole franchise tag deal came up about whether or not he should be a tight end or a receiver, right? Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, he was explosive. I mean, he really was explosive, and he was a mismatch nightmare for a lot of defenses. Yeah, it's so I think that I don't think he can be that anymore unless he goes out this offseason and has a athletic renaissance and he just starts playing more like he was three years ago than he was this year. I don't think he's completely washed up. I don't think he just doesn't have it anymore, but... I don't think that he is the guy that they thought he was when they signed him. Definitely. Yeah, definitely is not hasn't. And even him and he himself said his numbers suck. I mean, they're not great. They're, they're actually pretty good in comparison to other tight ends, but not what they're not getting the return of, on their investment of what they thought they were going to get from Jimmy Graham. Um, and I'm sure he's, he's going to be honest with himself after the season and that, you know, it, it's not so much of him being misutilized over the past few years of his career. Maybe it is the fact that he's, you know, 32 years old and he's just getting up there and he's lost a step. I mean, that could very well be it. Um, and it certainly looks that way. He's not the same playmaker he once was. Um, and and we'll, we'll definitely see what he wants to, you know, do these last couple weeks. Hopefully, you know, Maybe he'll even uh, decide to kind of um, end the season, go on IR to let that thumb heal up. Um, and it will also be interesting to see how the Packers kind of run their offense the last two weeks because, I mean, they really have nothing to lose. Uh, Rodgers wants to play, so it's not like, uh, you know, they're going to have to cut off half the playbook for a Deshaun Kaiser. Um, 
Um, I know a lot of people said that, uh, or I saw, I don't know if you saw that Aaron Jones is likely done for the year. Um, he said that his knee injury was similar to the one that he sustained last year playing against Chicago, um, which was like a torn MCL. But uh, so he said, so and he missed two games to that. So he's likely done for the year, which I'm okay with just because I'd rather them save him for the long term rather than the short term. Um, I would like to see some of the younger guys get more run, like Robert Tan- like Bob Tanyan. He had that big play um, earlier in the season on that like 50-yard touchdown, and he hasn't really gotten the chance to do much else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't mind getting to see him more. Uh, obviously, Kendricks is gone in the offseason. Mercedes Lewis is likely gone as well. Um, and I think that these last couple weeks need to be like the time when those guys, like the guys that are the question marks about whether or not they're coming back next year, those are the ones that need to be getting the a lot of playing time. Like they, I don't like you don't need to play, you don't need to play guys that you know you're going to re- like Bushad Breland. Like yeah, obviously he's going to play, but you don't need him to get excessive snaps because I mean you know what he's going to be and he should come back, and etc. But I think that the important thing is to test the guys that you don't know if you're bringing them back yet. Like Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb needs to have a big last couple of weeks if he's going to be back next year. Yeah. And him too. I mean, we don't even know if Cobb is going to be available. He, he left the game with what they thought to be was a concussion. So we'll have to wait to hear about that tomorrow. Um, but hopefully, yeah, he can play these final two weeks to kind of fight for, for next year and to, to make a case for bringing them back. Um, but I agree 100%. Let's get some of the young guys some opportunities. Let's not get guys like Devontae Adams hurt in some meaningless games that will affect his uh, 2019 season. Maybe Rodgers can can take a step forward and, 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 and just maybe, I don't know, build that chemistry, have some fun with the younger guys to kind of carry momentum into next year. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm praying they can, they can get a win next week. Uh, in New York, uh, but we'll talk about that in a few days for our next podcast. Um, you know, because we don't want to go the whole off season without one road win for the whole 2018 season. Um, one quick fun fact, because um, somebody on uh, Twitter was talking about this earlier. I think it was Peter Bukowski of Acting Packing Company. Was that San Francisco and the Packers are the only two teams without a road win this year? And in addition to that the Packers and the Broncos are the only two teams with losing records that also still have a positive win different or positive point differential, which I thought it's, it's only, it's one. So it's not like it's, it's not like they're blowing or it's not like they're blowing teams out, but it's still, it's a positive point differential with a losing record. It just shows when they win, they win big. Right. And when they, when they lose, they lose close games. <laughs> well, it's definitely encouraging uh, to be in the same conversation with a team that might have the number one overall pick <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Gage, for a, a great edition of um, Dairyland Talk. Did you want to have any final comments uh, for some stress relief? <laughs> um, for me, uh, I have a couple. I have a couple pieces coming out later this week that um, about like the off season. That I think people will be interested in reading. Um, I have tried to, I've tried to be, I've been told I've been a little tight with my wording and articles. So I tried to loosen up a little bit this week, try and maybe have a little bit more fun with the readers. Um, we're going to, we're going to be bringing this podcast to everybody three times a week now, um, instead Mm of two. Um, also I'm going to address Adam had technical difficulties, so he had to drop out. We're going to hope to have him back, uh, on Wednesday's show. 
Um, I just, if you guys ever have any feedback or anything that you want to give us, whether it's positive, negative, whatever, you can find me on Twitter at GBridgefordNFL. You can tell me whatever you want. If you want to tell me what your favorite food is, that's fine. Always, always willing to interact with everybody. Um, it's a, it's been a rough year, um, but it's the future's the future's bright. There's there's a lot of good pieces in place, and this team has a bright future. You just gotta bear through it, grit your teeth, and it'll it'll get better. Yeah, don't get too down. I mean, this team still has Aaron Rodgers, and when you have Aaron Rodgers, he anything can happen. And I truly believe he still has some MVP years left in him. Uh, but yes, thank you for touching on um, us revamping the podcast. We will bring it to everybody uh, a couple more times a week. Um, tomorrow I will have something for the uh, uh, the game today uh, versus the Bears. And this week I'm also going to do a piece on um, some uh, coaching candidates that do not have an offensive background. Um, so be keep a lookout for that. Uh, so, you know, we're going to look at maybe uh, – not that they're going to sign a defensive coach, um, but let's just you know keep all avenues open, think outside the box, throw some names out there because we can't just limit ourselves uh, in the coaching search. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening, uh, and we will be back again in a few days. Um, and this is the Dareland uh, Talk podcast. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.